Welcome to the Build Show, the only show filmed and filmed. <laughs> the only podcast filmed. <laughs> Welcome to the Build Show, the only podcast recorded in the jungles of war. I'm Zach. <laughs> and I'm Anthony. <laughs> and I'm Nicholas. Nick, good to have you. Uh, Nick is on the show today, obviously. Um, and he is a seminarian now the Diocese of Phoenix, correct? That is correct. Correct. Yes. <laughs> We're recording the Nazareth House. It is. Uh, I feel like that was a slide of an early introduction. I think I think we never broke a what is the jungles of war or jungles of four or war? <laughs> the jungles. <laughs> what, <are> the jung- <laughs> what what does a jungle of four sound like? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like the <laughs> I'm the jungles of four. <laughs> That's, that might take some explaining. Or maybe even the music, possibly. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Welcome. And as always, let us begin in a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of thy faithful. And I almost went through the rest of the prayer. Um, Lord, thank you for bringing us here together today. Uh, thank you for bringing Nick onto the podcast as well to just break open a new topic today. We ask you to guide our mind and hearts, our minds and hearts, as we continue to trek onto greater truth and to what you give us into your truth, Lord, and trek on and as we grow closer to you. We pray that our school year continues to go well. We pray that we continue to strive to do your will and to love you and to agape you as you love us, to go as, to go as close as possible to that love. We pray all of this through the intercession of your blessed Virgin Mary. We pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Uh, our Blessed Virgin Mary, pray, pray, pray for us. Pray for yeah, us. Holy Virgin Mary, pray for us. I don't know. Pray for us. Yeah, pray for us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. It's now, her, here's her birthday. Today. It's her feast day, yeah. So I was like, you know what, well, might as well throw her in there. Happy birthday, Mom. Yeah. That's true. I remember that halfway September, through. September 8th. The Nativity of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Yeah. I'm so often confused with the Nativity of Christ Child because of the <laughs> gospel for today. <laughs> it is nice. Yeah, I almost I, I almost had the sign of the cross in Spanish there, but I forgot it, and I didn't, I didn't remember it. So I was like... Just go for it. Just go for I was it. like... That was also the left hand, but that's fine. So, so many things wrong with that. Anyway. So Nick, we've got you... Uh, we're bringing you here today... Um, I don't know. I guess why are you just, here? Yeah, why are you here? Just a little background on yourself. Why am I here? Or why am I here now? Why are you here in this room recording there, this podcast? There is many why different ways of here. Because I was sick of cooking. Um, <laughs> no, uh, why am I here at the Nazareth House? Because I have been, I believe, called to the priesthood from a pretty young age. I just ignored the call for a very long time. And so finally I decided, you know, uh, it was now or kind of never, basically. And... Uh, my uh, entrance into the seminary was pretty quick. Um, I would say, I mean, I've, you know, the church, nothing works fast in the church except for me getting into the seminary, apparently. Uh, I was literally put, put in my application and then did my panel, and then three days later, the bishop accepted me. So it was pretty, pretty awesome. Nice. That's fantastic. I do recall, we were on, we were on the seminary retreat in August, and it was like the Tuesday night of the retreat, and we were like, oh, by the way, we've got a new seminary, and we're all like, He's here. Like, no, no, no. We just accepted him. Oh, wow, that's pretty late. But 
Yeah, it is good to have you at the house. Awesome. Yeah, it's, it's been beautiful. awesome being here. Mm-hmm. Honestly, uh, I really like it. I thought it would be weird with all you youngins. I'm a little bit older than the rest of the guys <laughs> here. Uh, but it's actually been really refreshing. It's uh, interesting. A lot of similar interests. Yeah. Most definitely. I mean, on that on that topic, similar interests, I mean, jumping right into it is we've recently been playing, or like we've done it like twice, we've played Dungeons and Dragons, which is something that me and that Zach and I had discussed. We were like, man, like, we want to get into the seminary. And Anthony, I hear Dungeons and Dragons is the devil's game. I hear that. Really? <laughs> Anthony. And I know. How dare you? Bla- no, I was going to say blasphemy. Like, heresy. <laughs> well, maybe. Heresy. I think blasphemy is closer. Yeah. <laughs> blasphemy. Um, why, why is that, Nick? Well, uh, I think in the 80s, a lot of evangelical Christians had a bad um, interpretation of the game because it does include, uh, like, references to, you know, demonic figures, things like that. Uh, Just things like, things that are just part of general mythology. Mm -hmm. And anything to an evangelical Christian that isn't Christian is obviously the devil. Right. (laughs) Correct. There, There you go. And that's definitely, I think that's very much a common interpretation of the game, even to, like, to this day. Um, so I think it's, it's cool that we're doing this podcast today. We're, we're trying to get as many of the seminarians on here as possible, like obviously different guys, um, but just kind of discuss some things that we are, that they're, that we're passionate about, that we're enjoying yeah. doing. And so Dungeons and Dragons was a fun topic. We were like, hey, we've been doing this recently. We're really enjoying this at the house. We've got, what, seven guys doing this? Yeah, seven of us seven now, yeah. Plus me. So yes, yeah. plus our glorious Dungeon Master, Nick. Yeah. Uh, it's been pretty awesome. Uh, but yeah, I, I'd love to hear, Nick, um, in, in your own words, what is Dungeons and Dragons? So Dungeons and Dragons is a role-playing game that has a, sort of a loose set of rules associated with it. You can ignore as much of the rules as you want, uh, or you can be like a complete rules lawyer if you want. A rules lawyer is someone who will not deviate from the rules or the worst people to play with. And if you ever meet <laughs> one of these guys, just kick them out of your group. I feel like that's, that's true with almost any type of thing, right? Yeah. Like Dungeons and Dragons and maybe life. Like... Yeah, that's Spirit true. of the law, not letter of the law. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Generally, it has a lot of references to things like, you know, elves, dwarves, Tolkien type stuff. Uh, also, Greek mythology, um, Eastern mythology, you know, those sorts of things. And it's usually based in a medieval world, although you can play it in like a Star Wars uh, setting. You can play it in, you know, other kind of sci-fi settings or maybe even a steampunk setting, something like that. There's even one called uh, D20 Modern, which is essentially just playing it in like real life. But you have like psionic powers or like psychic stuff. Okay, interesting. I've always been been fascinated by the medieval part of it, aspect of it, though, so I'm glad that we're playing it like that. Yeah, I think that's the... I mean, if you're going to play for the first time, you want to play it, like, the real way, I I would say. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you got to play, like... It's Dungeons and Dragons, right? So you got to have dungeons, and you got to have dragons, you know? Yeah, it's it's like medieval, like, boom, right there. Exactly. Mm -hmm. How does a game typically play out? Like, how long does it take? Well, um, I mean, it can take anywhere from maybe an hour or two to... I mean, I've played sessions for, like, eight hours straight. Uh, those are pretty crazy sessions, and you got to have a really energetic dungeon master because everything in the game is kind of at his discretion. I would say it's like um, it's like he's the primary storyteller. The best way to think of it is it's like cooperative storytelling. Everybody has a, a main character or their character, and then the dungeon master he sets the backdrop and the non-player characters or the the antagonists or just you know fluff characters. Nice. Cool, cool. And then each session you're kind of playing through adventures, you're exploring right. dungeons as the name implies. Yeah, yeah. So usually dungeons can be done in a variety of ways. I mean, you can do them. We use a uh, just a like a like a mat 
with uh, little um, inch squares on it, and then I just draw out the dungeons. You can even go digital with it. Uh, there's a couple of cool resources. Roll20 um, is a website that you can go to, and that'll uh, basically have everything we do in with paper and on a table, but it'll be on your computer screen. Yes. So we're looking at it like we're, we're, we've got our rough explanation. Like it's a role-playing game, got a little bit of it set in a medieval time, you know, with loose set of rolls and stuff. So, and you mentioned that, that kind of the reason that that evangelicals or that or the people, you know, didn't really thought it was in the game is the devil, which is kind of what we mentioned in the beginning, is because it has some references to, uh, you know, the demonic and stuff like that. Like, what would you, just in a general sense, like, what would you say to that, basically? Because, you know, we, we're as Catholics are playing it. Yeah, well, I mean, certainly there are, like, so there is a book called The Monster Manual, and that has pretty much all of the enemy types that you would fight in the game. So you think of a video game, you know, like, you, if you were to play, say, like, uh, Diablo, which is a pretty popular computer game, uh, you're fighting demons and things like that. It's very similar in concept. Um, those are there really for you to murder, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> uh, you know, like, so I, I think that maybe there is something that could be considered Catholic about killing demons. Yeah. But you're not always killing demons. There are other <laughs> things that you kill. Uh, there's a lot of killing, though. Okay. Um, but yeah, essentially, like when 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 someone if someone were to say like, oh, that has references to the you know to the devil or like, anything in media that has a reference to something non-Christian or non-Catholic, I mean, is that necessarily evil? I wouldn't say so. Um, I would say that with a rational and healthy mind, uh, looking at Dungeons and Dragons as uh, something that is just not necessarily geared towards Christ or even away from him, just it's just there that mm. exists. I wouldn't say that there's anything morally objectionable about it or anything that really is morally exemplifying other than having a good time with your friends, which I believe St. Thomas would say is a pathway to sainthood. Nice. Yeah, because I can vouch that, that for the times we've played it and stuff, that <laughs> it's been very rewarding, like very, <clears throat> very fun to, <clears throat> to, to hang out with your brothers in, in that sense. And I think as well, you mentioned that it's they're they're there. The demons are there to be killed. Like they're not there to like be worshipped or or there to be unless it's like my evil character who is yeah. classified as that. Yeah, and and you would classify someone who makes a pact with a demon as evil. Right? There is a whole alignment system in Dungeons and Dragons. I'm sure anybody who's familiar with memes is aware of lawful good, neutral evil, like those sorts of things. Right. And so you know if if you are making a pact with a devil or uh, whatever it doesn't even have to be a devil it could be a fairy honestly just something that is not basically a human or another just something with magical powers essentially uh, then you generally will have a very troubled or complicated past that's a big thing too is you know Dungeons and Dragons is a story based game so you have to make up your character's story and that may involve some sketchy things in that character's past right and I think this is pretty cool. Is like you can kind of it's very much engaging of the of the imagination, because um, you're supposed to kind of again it's storytelling. It's just like you're combining storytelling with the video game, um, so it's all your disposal. So you can determine you know exactly how your character acts, how your character is going to appear, um, what they would do in certain situations. So it's very very cool and very engaging in that way. So you can um, kind of exemplify certain traits or diminish other traits to make your character someone either to be admired or someone to be to be feared or, you know, things like that. So it's actually, it, that aspect for me is really cool, uh, especially the backstory part. I loved doing that. Um, this is our, Anthony and I's first time playing Dungeons and Dragons for real. Uh, yeah. So it's, it was really, really, we spent like two weeks, I think, actually getting everything ready um, with the characters and stuff like that. But I think it's been, it's been really good so far. Um, and like you said, that fraternity aspect of it, when that's kind of at the focal point, it's really, really fun and really rewarding, like you were saying. 
there's oh go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say that's basically my favorite part about it mm -hmm. is is it is an outlet for people who maybe you know you would just hang out with your friends or whatever but they wouldn't you wouldn't you know know that your friend can do these funny voices or these your friend yeah. you know is actually really creative you know and this game brings that out in you and i think that's one of the best things about it we talked on a podcast um a couple weeks ago about um the healthy leisure with video games and mm, everything like that yeah. and it, and with it see it's the dungeons and dragons i feel like is has a lot of aspects of a video game but then at the same time has the ability to converse with your brothers, where it's, or just with your friends in general. It doesn't have your brothers, your sisters, whatever. But we're the term brothers because we're all seminarians. Yeah, so yeah, because like we're seminarians. Yeah. We, yeah. we, we are we're guys in a house. Here. and we, Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you come out and we're like, oh, a woman. Like, they exist. That's, oh, what, yeah. that's, what it's, that's what it's like in the seminary. I kid you not. Um, so, <laughs> but anyway. Staying on topic. Anyways. Staying on topic. So it's, the Dungeons and Dragons has the aspects and kind of like that fraternity or whatever, the, the fun, imaginative, and even greater imagination like a video game does. But, a, but you're, you're talking with your, your people the whole time, and it's, although you're, you're talking with your friends as, as characters and stuff, you're still talking to them. It's like, it's like they've got a veil of a character, but you're still having that, um, that, that enjoyment or that... that uh, bonding with your friends which I think is really cool yeah I think one of the best things also about Dungeons and Dragons kind of to feed up what you're saying is is like when you are playing it you create these inside jokes and these little like yeah. things <laughs> like a thunder chromatic orb like, you'll remember that forever because we have this inside joke one of the players in our group uh, is a wizard and he can cast something called a thunder chromatic orb which is essentially just like a ball of thunder that he can throw at people but <laughs> he does so it funny. in such a way that it's very hilarious and so we will always remember that yeah we have a barrel of bananas. Like, yeah, we yeah, a barrel yeah. of bananas. For yeah, the memes, are, the memes that come out of Dungeons & Dragons, I think, are probably the best part about it. Yeah. So fun. It is a, it's a, definitely a blast of the game. <laughs> it is cool. Like, I think, again, you're, you're very... You're, you're very... I, I almost said you're very true. You're very true today. I'm a very true you're man. You're very true today. Uh, no, it's but it's, the life the you world. were on point when you were mentioning how it ties to, like, how it's similar to a video game, and Nikki mentioned that as well. Because um, we kind of, again, we had mentioned last week that a good aspect of that of video games is, uh, it can be for leisure, it can be for that fraternity, um, but it's also like that, that escape almost, um, you know, and that can be a good thing sometimes. And so with, with Dungeons and Dragons, I think it's that way, only you are, again, you're in control of that, so you're very much kind of, it is a healthy escape, mm -hmm. you know, it's he that healthy leisure, I think, um, which does come from video games, but it's almost like there's that extra aspect of it because you are the one creating uh, that world that you're playing as characters in sort of thing. So. Yeah. Super duper cool. I love world building, and so this kind of aspect of exploring and like figuring out these these small details and these characters is so so fun for me. I think it definitely enriches your mind because it's not everything is given to you, and so it's like it's kind of brings things out in your mind. Yeah, well, that's the kind of the way I do it. I will basically set up where they are and just tell them this is what you can see just outright by a glance, and then I say, so what do you do? And then it's up to you <laughs> to determine what your character does. You. I can't do it for you. One, because I don't want to. I'm lazy. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to move your characters around the Yeah, board. exactly. Uh, I, oh, and also, it's because I want you to play your character. You know, I don't know, you know, your, you know, uh, Anthony is a paladin, right? That's like, uh, basically like a holy knight, holy magic, you know, those kind of things. Think like a priest, but with like really heavy armor on. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so like, I can't. I don't know how, I know how I would play a paladin, right? But I don't know how he would, and he should play his paladin the way he would play a paladin. Yeah. I think one of the coolest things you started doing is one of our, in our last battle, you started saying, 
the skeleton dies. How does he die? And then, and then like, I, like people started having these random things of like how they, they die and stuff. I was like, what a, what a cool way, because you, you first described it for us. And then I think once we, you noticed we got the hang of it and stuff, you're like, okay, tell me how it dies. Yeah, that's exactly, I mean, that's exactly, I, I plan to do it that way. Just kind of, the first session was getting you guys to understand how the game works. And then, then I allow you to be more creative with it. And I think it's much better uh, to, you know, because you're the one who kills the skeleton, right? Yeah. How does it die? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So on that original question, then we're, we're saying like, okay, you know, is, like, is the devil in Dungeons and Dragons, like, can you play Dungeons and Dragons? We're like our, what we say is our, our main <clears throat> um, topic of the podcast is discernment and stuff like that, where if you've got, you come up to that question, I think this can be applied to any type of game where you're like, oh man, do I, can I play Dungeons and Dragons? Oh, yeah. Can I read Harry Potter? Which is another, another, big one. another yeah. yeah, controversial topic where it's like, okay, where, where we kind of looked at it, where Nick kind of brought out, what is the focus of the game? Is it focused on um, the devil? Is it focused on elevating that aspect of it, or elevating demons? Um, it, what, what, is, what is the central point of it type of thing? Yeah. What, do you, what do you also use it for? What is your d- d- directive? Because if it's like, yeah, it will, will kind of d- d- help you discern whether or not to, to play it or not. Most definitely. And I think a, a huge aspect of that is, is it, is it in itself good or bad? Or is it for, a, like, a means to good or bad? And that kind of mm-hmm. helps you determine, like, in all things. We were yeah. even discussing the other day movies. Like, what makes a movie good? And I'm not bringing... That was a two-hour conversation. <laughs> yeah, two-hour But it was just, I'm like, as an example, we were kind of discussing, like, okay, is a movie in itself, like, morally good or bad? Or is it something that can be interpreted? Is it something that's kind of open? Is it subjective sort of thing? So I think that could apply here as well as far as it's not necessarily, uh, it's not an evil, and it's not exactly, like, an inherent good, but it's just something that can be used for good. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it, 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 like, money. Take money, right? Exactly. Money's not good or bad, but it can be used for good things. Exactly. Right? Um, so, think about Harry Potter, you know? Yeah. Um, I think maybe something, too, to, like, for Harry Potter, um, often the, the thing is, like, well, you know, I don't want my kid getting into, like, getting too invested in uh, the spells they're casting yeah. and, like, um, this lifestyle they're living. Because, again, it is make-believe. But if you don't have a fully formed conscience or you're not quite mature enough to get to that point, mm-hmm. um, would you say that it's maybe not healthy to do those things? Yeah, but you would say that about anything, right? I mean, True. You know, I, there, are, there is spells in the book, and I'm doing air quotes when I'm <laughs> realizing that nobody can see me. But... Uh, when you cast spells, you're just that's your character doing an action in the game. It's not really you casting a spell. We're all rational, you know, adults. We know that you know magic in that sense is not real. It is just there as a mechanic in the game to do damage or to do cool things or to assist your friends, essentially. Yeah, it's like because where the where the the evil or the badness of magic, or whatever, is when it comes from like a demonic place or whatever things like things like that. It's like. When that's kind of what you're, what you're calling upon, and so, like you said, in the game, it's just it's an imaginative type of, of game where it's like, oh, I can do something that is you know that can't be done in the route in the real world because I'm sure. in an imaginative world right now, yeah. uh, and it's and it's labeled as you know magic or a spell. I would even argue, you know, I mean, if we're gonna go that far as to say that using magic in Dungeons and Dragons is bad, then should we not read Tolkien? Mm-hmm. Gandalf was a wizard, and I'm pretty sure he used <laughs> yeah. fire magic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Or even like Star Wars. What is the force at that point? Well, yeah, yeah. essentially, yeah. Like, midi glorians. Okay. Well, let's just <laughs> no. Like, I'm actually really proud of myself. I, you did remember that. Well, thank you. Yes, you. you are earning nerd points. I am. Um, thank you. But no, like in in context, obviously. Exactly. Yeah. As as a form of quote unquote magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, as, as like a form of like on a, on a power that's not or on something that's not um, 
able to be done in the real world type of thing or, or not normal. That's usually how I classify magic as something that's not, um, doesn't go with the law of physics or something or law of, that's, okay. that's, why I, that's usually how I see it is magic. Classify it. Interesting. Yeah. Completely different topic. Well, something too to consider as well, uh, one of the interesting things, this is kind of some deep nerd lore about Dungeons and Dragons, yes. but um, magic in Dungeons and Dragons is not necessarily like just some supernatural power that you get from another being. Wizards, for example, draw on like they're they're basically just huge nerds who study this stuff for like years and years, and then they can finally like produce a spell by tapping into like whatever latent power is in the earth or some some you know whatever you make up. Could also be like a like a skill where it's like to me when when it's like you the, they're preparing spells or they've got to have like their their motion that they do for the spell yeah. or whatever. Consider earth bending. Yeah, yeah, or that, like that, that yeah, or like exactly. something yeah. as simple as, as like learning a skill of like playing a guitar or whatever. It's like you are you're drawing upon your skill that's that's within mm. yourself mm. to play it. So it's like you're drawing. So like in that in that world, like you're you've got you know, if you learn the skill of magic or whatever, it's just like something that kind of comes. It's a talent. Of you. A talent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is a, a different discussion of magic, but it's interesting. Yeah, it is very interesting. Mm -hmm. It's almost like talents exemplified. Yeah, so like. Uh, you know, we know that gifts and talents are a good thing, especially when they're used for good. And so, almost in the game, it's kind of like an exemplification of what that could be. Yeah. Or in, in fantasy universes, what that might look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's a good way to put it, actually. I think, too, a uh, great thing about the game, um, you just think about it, a positive aspect, is that it allows people really to come out of their shell. I think Absolutely. that in the house here, a lot of guys were real nervous. You know, they're new. They haven't probably lived with other people other than their family. Mm -hmm. And they didn't really kind of like know how to express themselves. And that gives you an outlet to express yourself in something just completely superfluous and just kind of whatever, just funny. And it, it, I think it's helped a lot of guys, actually. I, definitely. I think you're totally right. I didn't think about that. But just a lot of, you know, I could think of a couple examples of guys just like, Coming out and or like popping out with like a crazy personality, I'm like, whoa! Like they're <laughs> hilarious, or something that they, they say is, or or something. Well, you're right. It's something that that is, it's a, it's a it's an imaginative world or something that doesn't have as much, um, you know, fear of, of being judged than right. like the real there's world. There's no weight to it. Yeah, yeah, there's no weight to it. Where in the real world, it's like okay, everything I say and do like it has a weight on like what who I am as a person type of thing is everyone's self-consciousness with you know, who they are. But then in the game, it's just like, this is my character. This is how I play the game and stuff. And, and you reiterated to us a lot of, you know, play your, your character. Like, you know, do whatever your character would do type of thing. And, you know, nobody's going to judge you for that. Well, yeah. And I mean, that's the kind of my role as the dungeon master is to basically, you know, just keep things within the confines of the story. But I mean, like, I'm not going to throw a hissy fit if somebody wants to go off and do something cool, you know, because to me, that's cool. I want to see that crazy, you know, paladin who decides instead of, you know, <laughs> instead of like going off, you know, like and saving the princess or whatever, that he's going to go get drunk and have a good time at the bar with a dwarf or something, you know, just, <laughs> like just some random thing that you could do, but because it creates like these memories that you just kind of, you know, they may not be real memories in a sense, but they are in in kind of like a, something that you remember with your friends. It's kind of any camaraderie that you do, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Those inside jokes. I'm curious then, like, what what would you as we're kind of nearing the end here, but like, what is what's your because you're a dungeon master, so you create the the outline of the story and stuff that we follow. Like, what is your method of of going about that? So I like to steal a lot from uh, things <laughs> that I know. That's the, the uh, there's a I think Gandalf might say the wise speak only of what they know. 
And uh, I took that to heart when I started uh, doing dungeon mastering way back when. Um, my, my process really is to kind of like think of a story that I like and then kind of make it my own and then, um, and then it can just go anywhere from there because you have this like extreme chaotic element with your players because they don't know, they have no idea what I have planned, none at all. And so they could just go sideways and then we could just, you know, then I just have to start making stuff up on the fly, which is, don't get me wrong, I love doing that. So it's fine if they want to do that. Um, but essentially, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much, you yeah. know, that's pretty much it. It's just, I, I don't really, my method is basically just to think of a story or a theme. I like to work in tropes. And that's one thing I really like about the guys here at the house is that nobody really has a problem with tropes. That's something you, if, <laughs> That's something you'll like notice in uh, in like a lot of like role playing communities or online. People just kind of like, oh, well, are you gonna play an elf, uh, you know, uh, archer? Oh, that's real original. You know what? I don't care if it's original. I want to be Legolas. <laughs> 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 Um, Imitation is the highest form of flattery. Exactly. 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 Yeah. And it's like, they're tropes for a reason. They can't be used right. for any reason. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so it's like, if I'm going to be inside the story, I want to be in a good story. Yeah, and it also gives me the opportunity, because I think I'm a pretty creative person, Definitely. and uh, I think that it gives me the opportunity to be like, what if I took World of Warcraft and mixed it with Tolkien, with a little bit of Dragonlance, and maybe some Star Wars in there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or some Pirates of the Caribbean, we could throw that in there, you know, those sorts of things. Yeah, totally. Half of those I knew. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, we are indoctrinating Anthony still in the ways of the nerd, of yeah. the nerd kingdom. But I would definitely say I am, just a different type of nerd. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Random question, sorry, just kind of on a tangent. Were you ever an actor? Uh, oh. No, actually, I never did theater, never uh. did anything like that. I mean, I was a little hammy as a child. Okay. But, um, no, I just, I, I got real shy when I was in high school, and then after, yeah. A hammy? Hammy, yeah. So if you're a ham, that means you're like someone who likes to be in front of a crowd. Oh, so, oh, that's totally yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely, yeah. <laughs> I love, that's that bad foot muscle. Yeah. I was I, like a hammy. I ask because a lot of those skills come out when you're playing the game. Um, yeah. Like you mentioned, accents are huge. Um, just like playing different personalities, playing different characters is huge. And so I know... Um, like one of the guys, Jacob, we'll have him on the podcast at some point. Yeah. His character is hysterical, and like you would never guess it. Um, or and so like it's those kind of acting skills you see come out, and oftentimes they're natural skills. Not whereas in theater you can kind of you know here's what I'm going to do, here's how I'm like forcing this character to act. Like you're in a specific role, but with this one it's very creative, and you can let those natural acting instincts come out, which is mm -hmm. really really cool. As someone who was kind of was a theater nerd for a little while. Um, so it's, it's very cool to see that. And I'm very surprised you were never in theater because oh, there's a lot of things too, yeah. you do. It's like, oh, I could totally see someone on stage doing that. So yeah. very cool, especially the accents. It was really I, awesome. You said there's nothing to do the accents. Could we get a couple of your accents? Uh, oh, sure. <laughs> um, okay, hold on. Let me think here. Uh, uh, let's do Captain Wheatbeard. Oh, yes. Um, so Captain Wheatbeard is a, a pirate, and uh, he's a captain of the ship called the Kraken Snatch. So if you got sunk by Captain Wheatbeard, he might say something like, or today be the day you are sunk by the Blackwater Buccaneers. <laughs> Something like that. That was one of Or, uh, or uh, and, and, uh, so this was a totally spur of the moment. I did not plan this. <laughs> but there's this character, and I just, I, essentially what was going to happen was, is my original plan was just to have them fight a skeleton wizard, right? Well, one of the characters completely <laughs> obliterates my plan and decides he's just going to kill him before I you know, animate the thing. And so I'm like, well, what am I going to do now? I know, comic relief character. And so I don't have a name for him yet, 
but essentially he's like this like skeleton head that has glowing green eyes that basically just just <laughs> he he fourth walls everything basically yeah. you know so they'll be like they'll be like fighting skeletons and he'll be like help me you fools unhand me get me out of the hands of these elves <laughs> just something silly and weird just to kind of like because sometimes Dungeons and Dragons can get pretty intense because you're like oh my gosh we got this dragon what are we gonna do you know and then all of a sudden you've got like this this like this imp or something barking at you in the background and it breaks the tension and makes people just kind of laugh and have a good time. I did not know we were supposed to fight a skeleton wizard. I thought right. I thought that the head thing was in your plan. That, oh my gosh, it's funny. No, completely just made that up on the fly. Wow. Speaking of random, a huge aspect of the game is the dice rolling. Can you yes. kind of explain how that works as well? Yeah, so essentially it's based on a 20-sided a, a dice. That's going to be your RNG, a random number generator. If you know anything about video games, that's pretty common. Uh, thing and uh, and then you'll have different variables upon that so um, you roll a d20 and then you get a number 1 to 20 uh, there's some special rules about like if you get a 20 or a 1 and things like that we're not going right. to that necessarily but um, and then you just add modifiers to that so like if you have a high strength let's say you have a, a plus 4 strength that means you have a really you're really strong basically and you roll a you know a 16 we just add that 4 on and then it's a 20 and then you can do something better than you would normally be able to this is the basics of the rules. I mean, there are certainly there are a few complicated rules still in there. They've done a really good job of streamlining it in most recent editions. But, uh, yeah, that's the basics of it. And this dice almost serve as, like, those limitations to that kind of creativity, right? Because right. you're, like, limiting the things that your character can do. So it's not yeah. just, like, a superpower character who's, like, walking around blowing stuff up. Right, yeah. Down. There is a context to it. And I personally think the best creativity happens with limitations. Yes. And so I think that that is a great uh, way to kind of just truncate the craziness of creativity because you can do some pretty crazy stuff still in D&D &D with the, within the rules. Yeah. Right. As cliche as it sounds, like you're only limited by your imagination. Which yeah. is very <laughs> true. And again, we love tropes. The so. sky's the limit. Um, so so as, as we're kind of, what would be, someone who's like discerning, as, as we're discerning, like, okay, yeah, you know, this is a game um, that, that is great for anyone to play, great for fraternity, and great for, you know, hang out with your friends. How would you, if any of our listeners are like, wow, I want to, you know, try to, try to play this, you know, get a group together, how would you, one, um, recommend starting, and two, like, get a group, because we just kind of ended up being a group of nerds that were here, and there's like, hey, let's do it. Yeah, like, yeah we got finding, extremely lucky. Yeah, like, finding a dungeon master, like, getting in the rules, like, how would you recommend starting? Well, um, I mean, the best thing to do is book your friends, honestly, uh, you know, because you know your friends better than, than anybody else, and, and if you are interested in D&D, chances are if they're your friend, they probably have similar interests to you, so they may be as well, so that's probably the primary resource for finding a group. If uh, you can't, you may be, you're like, uh, we have one guy in the house who uh, you would not expect him to like Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> like he's former army guy, like, you know, just real straight edge, uh, but he, he played it, you know, and, and so if you're like one of those guys, like maybe you're just, your group of friends just is not into that nerd stuff. Uh, you know, there are online resources as well, um, maybe Reddit or something like that, sure. you know, those things, but, um, and then as for just playing the game, uh, you know, you can get all of the books online for free if you want to, you know, just type in Player's Handbook PDF and you'll find it on Google. Um, and then just read the rules, be willing to read and then just be creative, basically. Yeah. It was also extremely helpful to have a veteran dungeon master in the yeah. house to kind of help us get, to yeah. get started. Yeah, uh, yeah, you. We got extremely lucky. Like I said, like yeah. I was, I, I actually before I even came here, I didn't assume we would be able to play Dungeons and Dragons, so I gave away all my books and all my stuff that I had. <laughs> and I said, well, yeah, I'll put that life behind me. 
And then uh, I think it was we were bringing up uh, Anthony's stuff to his room, and then he had a board game, and I'm like, can we play Dungeons and Dragons? What? So yeah, I mean, uh, if you're gonna like look for uh, like playing it, I guess uh, we probably will need dice. Uh, that's one thing, but they're cheap on Amazon. I got 175 dice for like 30 bucks. Yeah. Which is pretty great, and then um, you can even use random generators online. Like the internet is a great tool for Dungeons and Dragons. Name generators, dice rollers, you know, ideas. And, and the nice thing too about D and D is, is maybe you're not as creative as a dungeon master. They have what's called like a pre-made module that you can just download from. Yeah, and then there's tons of free ones online. You can purchase them as well, right from the company that makes it. And that'll basically explain everything that everything does, as long as you know the general rules for reading the books. Like, you gotta read, but yeah. that should be a problem. If you're a nerd, you probably do. That's right. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, so honestly, I, wanna, I kinda wanna jump back to our, uh, just to give a brief summary of what we said earlier, just discerning uh, whether or not you know, is, is okay as a Catholic to play Dungeons and Dragons, you know, look at what it's ordered towards, look at what you are playing it for, um, look at what it's focused on, those kind of those three things, I think the first and the third are kind of the same thing, but what's it, what is it ordered towards, and what am I using it for, is it, is it, it's kind of the same, I know, but like you, it can be ordered towards something, uh, but you can also like use. You can have a different mindset. Oh, like, sure, sure, it can be like you said, like neither good nor bad. But you're like, I'm going to use it for a bad sure, thing. Yeah, like yeah. you could probably do some like very immoral stories and like try to be really bad and, and Dungeons and Dragons stuff. We just don't do that. Um, and then also, like you said in the beginning, Zach, of like, is it is it um, morally good or morally evil? Because if it is morally evil, then it's like you can't, you know, whatever you order it towards doesn't matter. Uh, so just kind of think about those whenever you are discerning yourself uh, for a game, or even if you want to discern yourself, Dungeons and Dragons. If you are like, oh, I'm still worried, like discern yourself. Yeah, discern, <laughs> discern yourself. <laughs> have have a good conscience. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, anyways, I thought, yeah, wonderful. We like playing it. Catholic seminarians play it. Oh, geez. And so it's not it's not a terrible game from the devil. Um, <laughs> it's great. It's great. <laughs> just so you know, it's great. Um, yeah, but yeah. know your audience, honestly. Like, yeah, you know, that's true. If you're going to play with a bunch of Satanists, you're probably going to get some weird stuff. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> exactly, <man>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. In a Catholic setting, only good things can come from it. We yeah. Here we go. So, so normally for, for episodes, we end off, Nick, with some, with some prayer requests. So we'll start with, I'll start with Zach. We'll get, some, we'll get a little, um, you know, kind of see what we do. And then, Zach, yeah. any prayer requests? Uh, yeah, a couple. One for one of the Sacristans at St. Anne's um, who had COVID. He's recovering. Um, uh, so just continue prayers for his healing. He's doing great. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just for all the guys at the Nazareth House, uh, we're only like two and three weeks in, I think, tomorrow. This is the fourth week, I think? Only oh, the fourth week, yeah. Tomorrow. It still feels very early. Uh, I don't remember. Maybe Anyways, for all the guys. Week is yeah. 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 Whatever, we've been here for a short time. For continued accommodation and acclimation to the, the seminary. Yeah, it's still mine, but um, I would also say for the, all of our schooling and stuff as well, being able to balance, uh, they, they were balancing, you know, Hanging out with brothers, balancing our studies and stuff, and just uh, for continued uh, good and holy discernment for all of us, because all of us seminarians are still discerning, and you as well. Most definitely. Uh, honestly, y'all need to be praying for these priests and bishops, like, not even joking. Like, we need good shepherds, and we're never going to, like, I don't people talk about the problems in the church, but we're never going to fix them unless we start praying, number one. Because we get what we ask for, and if we don't ask for anything, we don't get anything. And then also, uh, like, we need good shepherds. Very good. Okay. Fantastic. Sounds like, yeah. Well, thank you, Nick, for coming on the show. You're it was welcome. awesome to have you. It was very fun. I'm looking forward to our next uh, session of Dungeons and Dragons. It's going to be glorious. <laughs> that should be something that we like record and post on our future YouTube channel. Oh my! 
Oh yeah. That sounds like a great idea. That it's sounds a like a rabbit hole that I will follow for eons. I like it. You'd have to. Everybody <laughs> would have to be alright. I would be personally fine with it, but I mean, it is something that people might need. To That's be true. We gotta get consent forms and all that stuff. We will. Yeah. We will confer with the <laughs> with the bro here. I'm <laughs> the bro. The bro here. I'm absolutely. I didn't know that was the name. Wonderful. <laughs> so, do you even know what the bro here are? I have no clue. Oh, I've heard of, I've heard of bro. Yeah. Uh, there was this one house that was called Brohan, but that's not off topic. Well, no, you guys okay. explain off camera. Yeah. Off my awesome. phone. Take care, guys. We'll keep you posted. Keep us in prayer. We love you all. Peace out. Peace.